What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. To the bar, come on and pull up a seat and open up your Bible. What a wonderful feast! The living bread, and we're discussing what it means for the streets, the inner cities, and the burbs, and every person we meet. This is where we challenge worldviews that we hear from world news. In light of the scripture, we are here to serve you. We're your source for resources to help you on your way as you battle mean forces. This is for the people who can see the importance of sound theology and the scripture that support it. And this is for the truth lovers, biblically reforming, preaching Christ to the nations. Yeah, welcome to the modern. The Reformation, yeah. The Bar, Biblical and Reformed. Welcome everybody to The Bar. It's your boy Dwayne in the building. Right back in here another Tuesday. Super excited as always to be coming through your speakers, through your earbuds, wherever you listen to The Bar. We're grateful that you're listening. And like I do every week, I love to start the show by thanking the listeners. Um, this is after G3, and I was able to meet a lot of listeners. A lot of people came up, said they listened to the show. Thank you so much for your kind words. And those that send messages, thank you for listening. And like I do every Tuesday, I bring in awesome guests. Uh, this guest, we've been trying to set this up for a little while. Uh, by God's grace, we're able to do it uh, You know, at, in, a, in a timely manner. And so we have on today none other than Fred Sampson. Uh, I'm sorry, Fred Sanders. <laughs> Messed up on your name, but well, go ahead, sir. How you doing? That's all right. It's good to be here, Dwayne. Good, man. Good. So I would love to let my uh, my guests first start off by introducing themselves. Anything you want to share, whether it's personal, professional, you got the floor to do that here. Well, just in general, I'm a systematic theologian. I teach at Biola University and the Tory Honors Institute. So that means I teach college students, undergraduates, and uh, been here 20 years. 
Um, been married to my wife 30 years. We got two adult kids. Well, we're launching them. I suppose they're adult. They're high school and college. <laughs> awesome. Awesome stuff, man. So, uh, tell me a little bit about, um, the, the work at the university. You said systematic theology. What, what are some of the things, uh, you've noticed throughout the years? Cause I don't know how long you've been there as far as the students go and, uh, just the understanding of, of sound doctrine. Yeah, well, Biola has been a, a good place to teach. I mean, you know, we're a, a Christian school and we re- require our students to uh, profess Christian faith coming in. Um, and so we're able to teach at a pretty high level right away, you know, with our college students. Um, I've been here 20 years and um, uh, my focus is on the doctrine of the Trinity, which is kind of a big picture doctrine. You know, there's a lot of a lot of moving parts, a lot of presuppositions, a lot of things you have to understand rightly in order for the Trinity to make sense and matter to you as a believer. Um, and so I appreciate getting able to being able to teach broadly and widely um, in the liberal arts and interact with students in a lot of ways to kind of help increase the odds on them really grasping the doctrine of the triune God. Wow. So uh, I guess what got my attention um, was uh, a book that you wrote. Um, I thought it was recent. To, it must be recent to me, <laughs> but the uh, the deep things of God, um, you know, how to understand the Trinity. Uh, tell me a little bit about that book and um, and just just kind of the layout of the book. Yeah, well, um, you might have picked up the second edition, which came out uh, right years ago. The the first edition was maybe ten years ago, and that is mm. the deep things of God is my main book. Um, um, I write a lot of stuff at a lot of different levels, but in terms of getting my life message out there, kind of the, the thing I think I'm here to say as a theologian is that the doctrine of the Trinity really matters for Christian life and thought. So the subtitle is How the Trinity Changes Everything, which is a pretty boastful subtitle. I could blame the publisher Crossway for coming up with that. Um, I don't know if it changes absolutely everything, um, mm-hmm. but it really is a major central doctrine. And so um, I think when I when I finished writing Deep Things of God, I said to my wife, like, I don't have any plans to die anytime soon, but if I were to die, that's kind of <laughs> the main thing I wanted to say. Wow. Wow. That says a lot. You know, the, the, the thing about the Trinity, um, just cause I am, I'm not a theologian. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not a, actually, I'm not a college grad. <laughs> um, okay. but I, I love to read, you know, uh, theology yeah. and my listener, I love to listen. And that's why I started a podcast. And I always tell people because I came out of the charismatic movement. Um, I originally grew up, you know, uh, Baptist and transferred into the, uh, uh, charismatic movement. But one thing I always tell folks is, you know, I used to sing about, you know, uh, the Trinity, you know, when you're, uh, <laughs> the doxology and, mm-hmm. um, and, but never really understood. So anytime there are materials about it, um, because I get so confused, well, still kind of work through it sometimes. Um, as far as someone like myself, or any other lay person kind of give us the, you know, how you explain such a complex thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, if I could just start with the fact that you, you grow up singing about it, um, whether you understand it or not, it's sort of, it's there, you know, and the things mm-hmm. that we can do, um, in my opinion, it's all over the Bible so that, um, when I start teaching about the Trinity and especially in deep things of God, um, I start really there from, from the touch points that pretty much almost any Christian, unless they're having a seriously deficient Christian experience and they're going to really 
struggling church of some kind. Um, I, I just think any Christian has got these touch points where they already grasp something about the Trinity. Mm-hmm. Now, it could be when they sit down and try to sort of diagram it or understand it doctrinally, they might get tangled up and confused. And and they might also be um, easy pickings for cults who come door to door and try to talk them out of believing in the Trinity. You know, so it's a it's a position that needs to be strengthened and fortified. But I don't feel like I'm coming in from out of the blue and saying, I alone have the truth about the Trinity and you have said it before, but now let me give it to you. Um, I'm definitely about cultivating the touch points from songs, from Bible reading, from any book they've ever read or listened to about the, about God, um, to kind of draw that out and, and establish it better. Gotcha. Okay. So the key idea, the one big idea on deep things of God is to connect the doctrine of the Trinity to the gospel. So if I can get Trinity and gospel, to go together in a reader's mind, um, then I then I think most of the work is already done. That that you, in order to understand the depth of the gospel, what's really going on in our salvation, you've got to start talking in terms of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Mm, wow, yeah, I guess that uh, that that makes sense. And so w- when you said that, I thought about uh, one of the things that I. Uh, used to experience in the in the word of faith charismatic circles was they tried to uh relate us as human beings as triune beings as well uh have you have you heard that yeah i've heard that um I, i'm not sure if that's exactly false i just know it's very distracting mm. uh it, it's if you start trying to think about how God is three some things and then maybe we are three some things, <laughs> that's just not the main road. You know, you're never going to get to any really solid understanding of God. Um, starting from that, you've got to start with the fact that the one God undertook to save us by being himself for us. And what that means in the new Testament is the father sent the son and the Holy spirit. And, and, and you might notice there's a shift there from, thinking about how humans are sort of threefold in some way and God mm-hmm. is threefold in some way. You're kind of comparing these two triangles that you drew on the page or something. <laughs> it's kind of abstract and kind of distracting. Whereas mm-hmm. if you said, listen, the, the point about the doctrine of the Trinity is the father sent the son and the spirit because God always from all eternity was and is father, son, and Holy spirit. Notice how even in saying that, I'm trying to talk about the Trinity and I just told the gospel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like when I say the father sent the son and the Holy spirit, that's a nice short version of the gospel. Yep. Yep. Wow. Never thought about that, man. That's awesome. <laughs> that's yeah. a, that's, that's a, like you said, it's, it's the picture of the gospel. Wow. So I guess, I mean, I'm, I'm staying on the Trinity a little bit. My list is probably like this, this isn't your normal flow, but I'm, I'm very, <laughs> uh, intrigued. Um, and I love, you know, when I'm talking to somebody about it. Um, so I have a lot of friends, um, that are one that's Pentecostal, uh, you know, because mm-hmm. of where I came from and, you know, uh, they always make the, the, uh, I think one of the analogies is like water, like, you know, it's vapor, vapor and then it's water and then it's ice, you know? <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> what, what's the short answer <laughs> to, to, to just that, that train of thought? Just, just curious. Yeah, yeah. Oneness, uh, oneness teaching can be really confusing because, um, you know, cause Jesus is fully God. Um, mm-hmm. and, and oneness people, uh, especially like in the Pentecostal assemblies of the world, 
tend to think that they alone really teach the deity of Christ. And, and you know, they don't trust Trinitarians. They think Trinitarians are somehow subordinating Christ. Like he's not God. He's just the son of God or something like that. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's the problem with something like water, ice and steam, especially if you're teaching this oneness, if you're, if you're listening to this oneness doctrine, um, if you just ponder the relationship that the father has to the son. So if you just ask who was Jesus praying to and mm-hmm. what was that prayer like? Who sent Jesus? If you end up having to say um, he sent himself, he's talking to himself, his relation to the father is a self-relation of himself to himself. You can kind of feel how that is flattening things Mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. I want to be as Jesus centered as anybody, but to be rightly Jesus centered is to be centered up on the things he was centered up on, which is his father, right? Uh, Jesus is who he is because he's sent by the father in the power of the Holy Spirit. And so you don't have to make a choice between being Christ-centered and Trinitarian. Uh, to be properly Christ-centered is to be Trinitarian. Mm. Great point. I'm going to use that next time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what, um, what I really appreciate is when oneness people are extremely clear about what they're teaching. So I forget mm-hmm. which one put out a T-shirt that said, Jesus is the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I thought, that's so clear and so clearly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> or even there's, I think there's a t-shirt you can get that says Jesus is God, the father. And I wow. thought, you know, this is complicated stuff and it's easy to get turned around in it. But when a oneness person says Jesus is God, the father, something just clicks in your head and you say, that can't be right. 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 I wanted to yeah. buy the t-shirt, but I didn't want to, I didn't want to, <laughs> I wanted the t-shirt. <laughs> I got you. I got you. That's funny. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So, uh, it, again, I'm telling you, my listeners are going to flip out. I, I, I got more questions. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> so, and here's another, here's another one I want to ask you about. Um, and here, here was the analogy. Are you familiar with the, uh, uh, fidget spinner? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I seen a graphic, the fidget spinner, when it had, you know, it was a three point fidget spinner. It had Jesus on one. You know, the father on the other, the Holy Spirit on the other, and then you spin it and then it said God. And yeah. then I was like, so is that modalism? So what, what was your, what would be your interpretation of that fidget spinner, uh, illustration? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's kind of a cool illustration. Um, cause in that, in that the oneness arises in some kind of mysterious way that makes you say, ooh, ah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, um, you know, it's again, it's very abstract mm-hmm. and it's very, personal. Um, and when I'm looking at the father and the son points on a fidget spinner, uh, I'm thinking about this really abstract, almost mathematical question about oneness and, and distinction. Mm. Um, and it's, it's taken me pretty far out of what's clear and concrete in the Bible where the father sends the son, the son mm-hmm. loves and glorifies the father. Um, and you know, the, Jesus prays to the father in the, in the, uh, uh, the night before his crucifixion, Glorify me with the glory you and I shared before the foundation of the world. Mm. Uh, to go from that kind of rich, concrete, personal interaction portrayed in scripture to, um, you know, this point and that point are somehow mysteriously one like a fidget spinner. Again, I'm not even saying it's wrong. I just think it's really distracting and abstract. Gotcha. Gotcha. So really any explanation should always point back to the gospel. And yeah, well, so any of these illustrations, uh, the couple you've mentioned, there's a bunch of other ones. They almost all of them give you a little tiny 
partial glimpse of something about the Trinity, mm. and almost all of them, if you really press them, would turn out to be better illustrations of a heresy. Mm. Wow. I'm not saying they're heretical, but if, if you really lean into them and trust them, you're going to end up, you know, that one maybe sounds a little modalistic or something. I'm not sure. Gotcha. Oh, wow. Okay. All right, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna back out of that for my listeners' sake, <laughs> but but definitely uh, enjoy uh, asking you those questions. So, um, tell me a little bit about um, uh, any upcoming projects, any things that you're working on. Uh, I guess going into 2020 and and forward. I mean, besides continue to, to teach and do those things, anything else that you're working on that you can tell me about? Yeah, I'm uh, doing a little bit of writing right now on the Doctrine of the Holy Spirit, so a, a short book on the Holy Spirit for Crossway, uh, written at the popular level. Um, then the next thing after that will be a, a book on union with Christ, sort of the, the core of the Doctrine of Salvation. Um, and a little bit more long-term, I get to – I'm a systematic theologian is my training, and they don't that, – that's different from being a biblical studies scholar, mm. uh, professionally speaking. But I get to write a commentary on Ephesians, uh, which I'm I'm really looking forward to. Awesome. Sounds good. Sounds really good. Okay, so right here, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. The Just Thinking Podcast, hosted by Daryl Harrison and Virgil Walker, is a Christ-centered, gospel-focused, and theologically challenging program that boldly and unapologetically addresses social, political, and cultural issues from a biblical worldview. With an international listenership that stretches from the United States and Canada to Romania, Nicaragua, and Mongolia, the Just Thinking Podcast breaks through all ethnic, geographic, social, and cultural barriers to bring the objective truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ to the issues confronting his church and his people. Subscribe to the Just Thinking Podcast using the podcast app on your Apple or Android smart device, or you can listen online at thebarpodcast.com slash JT. All right, we're back in here with uh, Fred and we're having a really good conversation to my listeners. I apologize for the extra pending questions. I know I'm usually kind of moving along pretty smooth, but I really uh, enjoy talking about things of, uh, uh, especially with the Trinity. And I really enjoy talking about those things because I've seen so much uh, abuse when it comes to that. So Fred, what we do right here on the backside of the show, we do what I call the bark signature questions. And these questions are questions I ask all of my guests, uh, no matter who they are, uh, if it's Lincoln Duncan or, you know, Mark Dever or whoever, they all get these questions. And so, uh, the first signature bar question is, what kind of music do you listen to? Oh, man. Well, I take it by seasons. I'm kind of in the, in a long Van Morrison, uh, phase right now. I really <laughs> enjoy Van Morrison for the way he, um, you know, kind of opens up the world of, of uh, jazz and blues and the Great American Songbook and weird old skiffle music from England and stuff. So, a lot of okay. anger. All right. That's, that's, that's cool. Next signature bar question is, what book or books are you currently reading? Uh, okay, so I am currently reading a book, a, a brand new book from Reformation Heritage Books called Faith in the Triune God. This is kind of a mouthful. It's by a guy named Petrus von Maastricht, who wrote mm. around 1700. 
they're going to do a multi-volume translation of his stuff. It's, you know, it's an old book, but it's just now out in English for the first time. And I can never even remember the title of it. It's Theoretical Practical Theology Volume 2. Mm, that sounds pretty, you know, pretty out there, but it is extremely <laughs> readable. Um, <laughs> Faith and the Triune God, it's Volume 2 and the Systematic Theology of Maastricht. And it's, I mean, it's golden. It's devotional. It's mm-hmm. warm. It's clear. Uh, it's, I mean, it's about 500 pages. I assigned it to some students and I was a little nervous that it was going to be too much for them, but they loved it. And so okay. I am carefully reading my way through it. Awesome. All right. Last signature bar question is what podcasts or sermons do you listen to? If any, um, you know, I'm not a podcast guy. I, I get uh, it. I don't have a commute and I've got a pretty full house and there's just <laughs> almost never a time when I am by myself with earbuds in listening to things. So, um, yeah. And, uh, try to keep up with the sermons at my own church mm-hmm. and uh, more of a reader than a listener. Got it. No, that's, that's a solid answer. I get that one a lot. I'm <laughs> more of a listener than a reader. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but I, I myself don't have a commute anymore either, uh, which is weird. So I'm getting behind on a lot of my podcasts, but no, that's, that's a solid answer. So Fred, man, I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule. Glad we we're able to work this out and get you on the show and talk about the Trinity and your book. Make sure my mm-hmm. listeners, uh, go, uh, pick up the book. And uh, leave reviews on Amazon. Let them know where you got, where you heard about it from. Um, I always like to give my my guests an opportunity to kind of close us out. Uh, any words of encouragement or anything in closing you want to leave uh, with my listeners? You know, something I've been learning recently, uh, and it started about a month ago when I was talking with a student. Actually, during a final exam, we were talking about the wrath of God, mm-hmm. and he was kind of trying to move around and talk about it the right way. And he said, you know, God, it's not that God's angry. It's more that he's upset. And then he caught himself and realized, wait, no, God's not upset. That's a terrible word to use. And we kind of laughed about it. (laughs) But I've been thinking ever since then, I've been thinking about how God is not upset. He's not, he's not overwhelmed. He's not, you know, nothing catches him off guard. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's not like, uh, maybe I'll try this other thing. This sort of (laughs) not, I don't even know if there's a theological word for this, but like, the non-upsetness of God as, as a <laughs> character. And um, so I've been trying to understand that more as a, as a bit of theology about him mm-hmm. and also try to take it on insofar as we can humanly to have that be part of my way of dealing with the world is to, you know, I might, I might get angry at things. I might uh, have to hurry up and do some things rapidly, but to do it with an even keel, with an even temper and to, and insofar as I can as a creature, to not get upset about things, but to, you know, not get topsy turvy, but just calmly and steadily work towards my goals. It's, it's been uh, kind of the growing edge for me. Oh, wow. Nice. That's, that's actually good. That's, that's a good way to, to approach things. Um, so thank you for that. Yeah. To the bar listeners, make sure you check out the bar podcast every Tuesday, favorite podcast. Go to the bar podcast.com. Make sure you go to, uh, Facebook and search the bar podcast as well as Twitter, Instagram, the bar underscore podcast. Make sure you go to the bar gear.com, pick up bar gear, hats, beanies, t-shirts, polos. It's all there. And guys, I really appreciate you until next time. God bless. And we are out.
What's up, Bar listeners? It's finally here, the Bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get a invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many, many more. Make sure you sign up. The link's in the show notes. Join the VIP inside the bar group and we'll see you there.